0: Hello, pod listeners. I really debated whether to release this as an audio-only broadcast because, as I allude to in this particular episode, I messed up when recording this and only got the visuals and me talking. I didn't get the rest of the audio from when everybody else was speaking. So I had to splice this with Magic's Twitch stream and put the audio together. Once doing all that, was a few technicalities that made it really difficult to then go in and cut out all the ums, the ahs, the non-game speak, the game mechanics speak, and kind of the other stuff that I normally cut out. For example, the last episode I think was two and a half hours long when we recorded it, and after the edit I think I got it down to sub 140. So that's what I'd try to normally do, but didn't get a chance to do that in this one. Uh, it's all, all, you can still hear it all, but it's just two hours long when maybe it could have been less. So apologies for that. I'll do better next time and try not make that mistake again. Fair play if you wanted to skip this one and just wait for the summary in the next episode of what happened in this le- in this episode. Um, otherwise, I'll try and do better in future. future. Um, happy listening. Welcome. You're listening to a Rollmaster classic actual play set in Terry K. Amther's excellent Shadow World using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on Obsidian Portal, where our campaign is called The Praise of Old Men. Last episode, the party fought strange ape-like humanoids called Garks and a blindingly fast wyvern, or wyvern. Now it's time to find a way into the temple. Uh, okay. Okay, so I'm going have a quick uh, look over her first aid, and if you can work out what's wrong with her or whatever, he will then drop a couple of draught on her.
1: Yeah. Stop pushing your drugs on me, old man. I'm not going to get addicted.
0: Three draft. So, we'll see what that does for you.
1: Oh, thanks, buddy. That's really one, day ten, one to ten,
0: one to New ten. One to ten. Consecutive. Oh, gotcha. Do you want to keep those? No, no, we've got... one we've got, we've, got, okay. we've got 44 left now. Wow. <laughs> okay.
2: New male spine with drugs from Australia. It's fine. Oh, oh, oh. What
1: are you saying about Australians on for drugs there, Stuart? I think it's very rude. Well, that's <laughs> massive, massive... <laughs> or is that their ability to tolerate them, which is uh, also... In That's existence. also massive uh, as well. well all <laughs> of
2: the Australian crime and gangster films are, aren't lies. They tell the <laughs> truth.
3: <laughs> Actually, if you've seen the the movie that launched Heath Ledger's career called Two Hands... No, I haven't um, seen that one. It's a movie from the 90s. Oh. So it is as about as true crime as... Yeah, as because I had a I had a friend who had spent time in jail.
2: Oh yeah, and, a friend. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I've yeah. nev-
3: I, I'm Tell not a mate. convict. <laughs> no, no. Um it was a guy I worked for in a radio station actually. And yeah, he he said the language, everything about it is so really? what I experienced while I was inside, yeah. Oh, that's oh,
1: good. oh. look out so, Two Hands. Okay. So two oh, hands man. it's
3: called. It's got Brian Brown and Heath Ledger in it, I believe.
2: Okay, so recovering and taking some time to rest and regather your wits. The Withens attack has scared the garks off and scared much of the other wildlife off. And the jungle, now that the sound of the screaming and hissing of the withen has quietened, has remained somewhat quiet. Now that you've had a chance to gather yourself and mount the steps and look at the dais, you can see that the top of the dais is a plain sandstone block, though there is a curious pattern of light set up. There seem to be um, a four by four set of circles, four of which are lit and are glowing slightly. As Numel steps onto one of the squares, the lights actually change so that that happened. Numa then steps onto a second square, well, sorry, a second circle, and the lights change again. Numa, we'll stop treading on the bloody squares. Okay, so basically, as you step onto a circle, the, if the circle is lit, it goes out. If the circle is unlit, it turns on. But the circles around it change in a similar manner.
1: Assuming we've got to get them all lit.
2: Yep.
0: So, the puzzle in essence is a bunch of lights that need to be switched on and off. Uh, depending on what you s- stand on will turn on the lights, the one you're standing on, and the ones beside it. So, for example, you were to stand on a light in the middle, what would happen is the lights to the top, bottom, left and right would turn on, but not the diagonals. And, for example, if you were then to stand on another light uh, just beside the original light, so maybe at the um, seven o'clock position, well that would then turn uh, would then switch or invert the lights to the top, the bottom, the left and the right again, kind of like that. So this was the starting configuration to the puzzle. We then realized after many hours of uh, trials and tribulations that there was something along the lines of calling chase the lights. Where the idea is, is that you go on the on the row below the light that you want to turn on. So for example say the top left light was off on the first row. You'd go to the second row in the first column and then t- stand on that which would then turn the light on above and obviously then change all the lights to the left the right and the bottom as well so for example when you were to stand on this light to turn on the top row then it would turn on the top row the left the right and the bottom something like this and the idea is then as you move your way across the second row for example if you want to turn the lights on on the first row but only those particular lights that have a light above it which is off so, for example, we'd do on the if, if the light on the top row, second column was off, you'd be then on the second row, on the second column, you'd stand on that to turn the light above it on, with corresponding changes. And then, for example, then if the final bit of the the top row was the f- the fourth column, the last column was off, then in the second row you'd go to the last column, stand on that, and that would then turn that light on, which would leave you the whole top row on. Now what happens is then there's a second row will either then be on or off. You then move on to the third row to then turn on the lights above wherever those are actually particularly off. Now in the example that we've got here, uh, all of the second row are all off so therefore you'd have to then stand on every one of the third row's columns to turn all the lights on above, which would leave you configuration like this. And then the final bit on a 4x4, the final part to do in the 4x4, is to then stand on the bottom row to turn on those lights that are currently off on the third row which in this case there's only two left on the columns 1 and 2 so you don't need to stand on the bottom row in columns 1 and 2 which would leave you the whole thing turned on and that's how we did it though so after many many hours and a bit of prompting from Stuart but we got there in the end and therefore the entrance to the temple was open So with this session I did record it but unfortunately I hadn't changed my audio settings back so it didn't take any of my desktop audio so all you would have heard was me talking and the visuals that go with it. But luckily the player of Silk uses uh, Twitch and he streams our sessions that we do on Fridays live and unedited so I was able to then grab his audio and put it with this Unfortunately, as you'll see, uh, Silk never talks this session because he was feeling ill. So all he did was put it onto to stream, so it did start a bit late, but I've taken the audio, which uh, should go from a certain point. But at this point, we did enter. Uh, we went down the steps, and you can see in the description in the video, the stone steps beneath the platform descend some 30 feet into a small ar- alcove that is lit by a small glowing crystal that rises to hover in the air above the heads of the adventurers when they enter. Small decorative stone statues, approximately one to two feet in height, are leaning against one of the alcove walls. We then went down that, found a, found a door to the um, to the south, and then another door to the west. We went through that door to the west, which opened up into a large room with several doors around the outside. The area beyond that door was lit by two braziers that filled the room with a soft, warm light that dances and gleams on the still water in the large pool set in the centre of this large chamber. Tall marble statues of angelic-looking figures surround the pool, all in majestic poses, and all incredibly lifelike. We then looked around this pool and noticed that there were some copper discs around the outside, and dropping these copper discs into the pool granted a kind of like a vision, uh, like a flashback to the lives of these angelic beings. Uh, The first one was of two children playing in the snow, who then playfully threw a Snowball at the viewing portal, but you weren't able to interact them. Another one was of a, a couple um, in a nice scene where they were quite at ease and they looked like they were quite peaceful beings. Looking around at the stra- statues, there's been nothing similar to the man, the woman, to the, to the children.
2: No, the only similarity statues are angelic, are tall humanoids. Um, proportion, just as you are, but they have wings and they have, well, like you they have weapons, but unlike you they have wings. Um, but otherwise, no, there's there's nothing to link any of the, any of the statues individually to this. They're, they're all quite featureless, quite plain. They've got no unique identities. I'd try okay. and explain okay. to um,
3: Lisa what we're seeing, like pool is sending us vision can she sense anything from this pool does she want to go near um, it or stay away from
2: it she says that she could enter the pool but with very very great difficulty and she says the pool is a scrying pool a vision pool. Um, you can see she's struggling to select the right word you'll remember that the longer that bent with you the more of a personality she's developed um, so she's become because of him, quite sombre quite um, serious and not as flighty as she used to be in the same way that you've been driven a quest and go on adventures that drive behind all of you has become part of her drive as well um, so in the past she would have just jumped into the pool, splashed around, laughed and had fun Now, basically, she will do as you suggest. Doesn't come up with suggestions, but she'll do as you suggest. She's still struggling, however, sometimes express herself, and she can't quite find the words for what this pool is. She can confirm that it's safe, that it's not harmful, but it's not a pool for drinking or swimming in, a vision pool, um, a scrying pool, a memory pool
3: to be respectful of (laughs) Mm. I wonder if um, I was going to make a bad pun and say maybe I should use surface thoughts on the pool (laughs) (laughs) thank you it's
2: alright that will be edited out (laughs) No, no.
3: (laughs) no it won't it's straight
1: to air. <laughs> oh dearie me
2: <laughs> what do you want to do do you want to toss another coin in and see if the visions you get any clues whatever this pool is it's memory scrying whatever it is the people whoever they are these angelic beings, happy uh content peaceful um they're beings that you've never encountered um and certainly they're not sort of creatures that you've ever come across before. As far as you know, you don't know any winged humans living on, or that you've come across anyway, uh, in your travel. You've met plenty of winged um, creatures that will hurt you, but you've certainly never come across uh, benign angelic being. Angelic humans anyway. Okay, Shana. Shana. Um, picks up a coin, inspects it between thumb and forefinger and then flicks it into the pool. The pool ripples instantly that the coin hits it and again another image begins to form deep within the uh, clear waters of the pool. This time all of you can open meadow. There is a fringe of snowy covered pines around it. It looks like there's some sort of sparring. You can see a number of these humans uh, fighting. Their wings are furled behind them, but you can still see the wings. But they are clearly practicing weapon craft. Uh, spears, swords, um, hammers, shields. From time to time, you can see other of the others of these of these, this humanoid species walking between combatants pausing, tapping him on the shoulder, breaking the and demonstrating different attack styles, thrusts, and so on. Shana's probably a little bit disappointed these creatures, as impressive as they are, and they move with um, a non-human grace. None of these creatures are fighting with an arm, Shana. They're all fighting with weapons. And gradually, as the pool begins to still, the vision fades. Well, they look almost as fast as you, Sean. They do. Whoever these creatures were, they fight very well. All of you, they fight well. Um, Cran, well, actually, all of you—you've all seen fair amount of combat so far. You can all make perception rolls, please. So, as you study the image of the fighting, you're talking about the quality
1: of uh, these warriors. It's Pram was very, picking his nose, looking the other direction. Uh, shrugs and just says, I oh, think the hammers
2: were a bit poncy, really. <laughs> um, Cherry, Shana, and Ugnan can tell that actually uh, these warriors very, very skilled. Even by your stand, you are now all quite skilled warriors. Well, certainly a number of you are, Um, they were very, very shy and they were indeed quite quick, lithe and graceful. Cran, you can tell that the impact you can see by the way that some swords were quivering when struck, when used to parry, these creatures were strong and quick. They would be difficult fighters to stand against.
1: Well, I've got to have myself a crack at this and it'll pick up Uh, copper disc and drop it in. And then I stand right near the edge and like very high hopes of something very interesting.
2: Okay. Crane, you you drop the disc in and this time what looks like a long haul there's a great big long high uh roofed beamed room. And you can see rank after rank after rank of these um angels, for want of a different word. Only this time and for the first time they're uh, gleaming chainmail. Some are wearing plate. Uh, all of them armed with shield and sword, uh, hammer, battle axe, lance, spear, and so on. A few carry bows. All of them are standing, uh, facing the viewer. All of them are standing, looking stern and somber. Um, the image stays like this for a number of seconds. And then, because of course there's no sound to these, you suspect that something is said, and you can see them begin to clash their shields with their weapons, Um, some sort of ritual agreement or ritual signal or salute. And then as one, all of the warriors uh, smartly turn to face the other direction and begin to file out of the longhouse, sent off to battle, you suspect.
1: Is the style of longhouse similar to my homeland kind of it field? is
2: somewhat it is somewhat similar yes different in dimension, different in terms of quality not that your people can build bad longhouses but these people whoever they are just were better craftsmen very skilled um, but yes very similar to your style mm, interesting but you've never heard of winged humans living where you...
1: Argan, you've read a lot of books. Have you heard of these things?
0: Uh, I'll have a look. What kind of lore would that be? Uh, probably.
2: Uh, so, so, you'd have to be rolled. They're not demons. They're not... Um, Magic creatures, these are real people. Um, so
0: give me some sort of history role. Have you got uh, history? No, unfortunately, artifact, demon, emer, essence, fauna, herb. Oh, hang on, there's history. Yeah, hang on. Apart <laughs> from that one that says history, Ugh, has got so many degrees, he doesn't remember which. Uh, what,
1: right. what he knows and what he doesn't. Um, it's a bit like
2: adventure with Doogie, Howser and Wave. <laughs> OK, uh, so Doogie um said, wait a minute, I think I know something. No, um, you've never heard tell. I mean, whoever these people were, these are basically winged humans. Um, you've not heard tell of them. So they are, and all of you can probably guess, whoever these folk are, whoever these people are, they are a very secretive people none of you have ever heard of these beings before Um, in some ways you're probably privileged to have come across this pool, whatever it is assuming of course that the pool is actually correct and truthful as it were
1: I wonder if we can ask that fellow that we met well I didn't, I was standing in the bloody rain looking at warehouse, but you all met in Selkai last time at the uh, Elgata estate, he seemed to know everything including what we've been doing, so he
0: might know that law master.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what he
0: called himself. Blind Ponts, yeah, yeah. The way you describe them, would they, would this qualify as a law obscure? Yes. Give me an obscure law.
2: Ooh, okay. I was kind of hoping you wouldn't make that wrong. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, Upton goes silent for a minute and go you can see him thinking, going off to, um, you know, that, that happy place he has where he envisages himself surrounded by books rather than farting, sweating warriors and screaming monsters and people needing limbs. So he pictures himself back at his homely little library and he suddenly clicks his fingers and he says, Amarishi, that's who they are, Amarishi. I'll just type that in the window. Um, fabled creatures, blessed by the lords of Orhan. Um, so if you remember, those are the, um, if you like, the, the good gods of uh, Kythira. So the Amorishi were a wind folk, angelic uh, in more than one way. Uh, very, very secretive. Um, died out, apparently. Nobody knows where they came from. Nobody knows well, where they lived. Um, nobody's ever seen one. Nobody knew they died out. <laughs> and exactly, and perhaps that's what's sadder. Nothing sadder than a race of people
1: died out. So they were basically I'm trying to think of an equivalent in, in modern world.
0: Oh, maps. There we go. <laughs> atlanteans
2: i suppose they'd be the equivalent of atlanteans it'd be a bit like you walking down the street um meeting someone that he was the last of his kind anyway that's my line on a friday night What next? You can throw more coins into the pool. those of you that do so, just images. You don't see any images of battles, but you see images as if somebody has been living with these Amorishi, maybe it's another Amorishi themselves. And all of the visions that you see are always eyes of a spectator, almost like a journalist. You see a mixture of domestic scenes, people eating, people cooking, people playing, children, uh, weapon practice, herding, food preparation, all manner of everyday scenes. The overriding sense you get is that these people were peaceful, but always prepared for war. From a very early age, both young boys and young girls would weapon craft. <clears throat>
1: That's the best way to be, to be honest. And talk about food—we haven't eaten for like a couple of hours. Should we get some scrag down us before we carry on?
2: Cran is indeed probably very hungry. So you can, uh as you eat, you can toss these coins in. It's a bit like, I suppose, um eating in front of the TV. I was going to say uh, it's, it's a theatre. You can have a picnic in front. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the popcorn? <laughs> says Con uh, says Cran as he tosses in a so as you get some food and rest and recover so i think all of you are on sort of full hit points you can toss these coins in the braziers continue to give off this soft orange yellow light burning these coals but the coals mysteriously don't seem to burn out they're burning but without actually burning as it were like illusions. Yeah, I suppose so, but these are illusions that are giving off light.
1: Well, nothing
0: surprises me anymore. So, this is a good place to come then, I suppose, if they're kind of like an angelic being and they are martial in some ways. And this might explain why we can maybe find some weapons that will fight demons could well be that you come to just the place that
2: you were looking something temple of the forgotten knight um this could well be the place though what what the name actually means forgotten knight you you're not quite sure about um charlie you can reach in and try and fish the out do you want to do so <laughs> Okay, Shana you can see stares at some of the coins and F pushes a hand in to fish the coins out. And that's fine, Charlie, your hand goes in. You have to lie down and reach up. All is probably about three feet deep or so, so you're right at the edge of your fingertips. But you can grasp some of the copper coins, pull them out. They come out dripping water. Um, no image forms, you seems, it seems as if obviously the action of tossing a coin in is what triggers these visions. And just to test this theory out, you toss another coin in and sure enough, there's another vision. So the coins can be used multiple times. Um, Shana, give me a perception roll. Yes, thank you very much. In fact, uh, don't need a perception roll. Yes, Shana, each coin seems to store a particular image. As you toss a coin in, you get a vision that you've seen before uh, thinking about it for a few minutes. You then reach in, pick the coin out, toss it in, and you get the same vision. So each of the discs seems to hold a vision or a memory scene, but it's only triggered when it disturbs the pool. No, the coins have no marking. They're completely featureless.
3: So are these our coins that we're checking in or coins that we've just found here? No, these were
2: small feature copper, copper disks rather than coins because there's no features. These are copper disks uh, about the size, about probably the, oh, half an inch in diameter that you found scattered around the pool on the okay. stone ledge.
3: Cool. Thank you, Sarca. Yeah,
2: Macro SD cards, indeed. There's no way. There's no way to tell.
1: Well, I'll be. That was fascinating. Yeah. Right. Let's go find ourselves some weapons and then go and kill some demons. Then.
2: Uh, it's disheartening as a dungeon master, isn't it, when Cran
3: says Yeah, it's very, <laughs> very nice. It's always about business
1: for you, <laughs> That's right. Okay. I'm are... tempted. Sorry. My old man Dun- used to Dun- say if something's worth something needs to be done, get cracked and do it. Don't half oh, ass around and just prevaricate. It never helps. Maybe it maybe it's linked to the
3: memory of the person who originally threw it in the in the pool.
2: Well, certainly there's a viewer. Um, whether it's the same viewer each time, you don't know. Tempting, isn't it, to suggest that whoever crafted the copper koi uh, was the person who saw the images. Cran, anyway, begins to restow weapons. You've not been disturbed while you've eaten, so you've obviously not triggered any traps coming down here. But there are a number of stone doors that remain enticingly closed. Ooh, Six small aren't. stone doors dotted around the room, and an impressive set of double stone doors uh, to the west. Um, hopefully, Cherry, those are all visible. Uh, yes, indeed, they are. Good. Yeah. Um, um, I'm.
3: I'm. I'm. I'm trying to. Wa- I'm. I'm so many doors. I
2: know. Uh, don't forget, the also to... <laughs> there's also one back there as well.
3: Yeah, and one, yep, I suppose
2: okay. that as Good. Okay, so there going are
3: down. lots of doors to check out. So while everyone's like watching this quite silently and Shana's putting her hand in the water, Jerry's gonna clap her hands loudly and go, oh, let's set about opening some of these doors, shall we?
1: I was going to um, do the big ones. They normally go to like more important places, don't they? And then he looks around everyone and go and like shakes it and go, oh god, you all want to go to like complete everything off, don't you? All right, your system, where are we going?
3: Our system gets you funky new toys like that, you know, look up and down at that double-bladed
1: monstrosity that,
2: monstrosity
3: that you carry
2: around. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's bloody artist's though, I tell you. you. Can't like stick it in your belt or anything. you could like balance it over your back. It's bloody awful. Ah, uh, it's quite effective though. I must admit.
3: Well, that's that's all that counts really. It doesn't get the job of killing done.
1: Uh, exactly. Okay. Go on and Silk, so, where are we off to? Oh, is it? Terry, uh, you make. Oh, sorry.
3: See. I've drawn an arrow, but I think the point is the wrong way. But that bottom door to. I'm
0: going anti oh, see.
2: Yes, I, I was struggling. Yeah, Uglin's yeah. nodding
0: his head because that's what he was thinking.
2: Okay. Uh, give me a perception roll then, Cherry. I'm assuming you're going to check to see if it's trapped. I probably said anything.
3: Yes, you, you might have caught me flat.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. So, plenty of light. I've lit my lantern. Yep, yeah, okay, good. Um... Door is not trapped, but again, it's going to be a very hard pick. Roger that. Uh, pick,
3: pick. Oh, very hard.
4: Just...
2: So Cherry bends down, positions her torch, bends down with her picks. My table result. Oops, no, I didn't want that one. Excellent. Difficult, Cherry. You're going to have to, your lock hasn't snapped. You've not failed. But you're going to have to make another roll for me, please. I'm
3: oh, sorry, I... I, I don't
2: don't don't think there, she's losing a losing touch a bit. She is a bit, yeah. Cher- uh, Boska, you hadn't joined. She fumbled her first lockpick and actually snapped a lockpick. Uh, oh, she nice. exchanged some sharp words with Ugnan, who, for some strange reason, decided to check for traps as well, which Cherry took actually some some slight offence to. <laughs> um, so Cherry's now feeling slightly pressured. Ugnan you're all right there. Do you want some help? Uh, give me. Uh, have have another go, please, Cherry. You haven't fumbled, you haven't broken, but the block is just being very recalcitrant. Give me another go, please.
3: Not a problem. I look at, I look at Ooghan Stanley and go, <laughs> and say, don't make me belly slap you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just an extra set of eyes, love. Just an extra set of eyes.
2: Uh, right. This is proving really awkward. <laughs> now, <yeah. laughs> Grating. Give me another roll. Oh, Lord. Okay. Oh, jeez. Terrible rolls. I
3: I had to say a roll.
2: I'm like, no, I'm just... Okay, it doesn't look like you're going to be able to... This lock, I'll give you one more. It's been about half an hour with you fiddling and cursing quietly. Now, Ugnan has done the sensible thing and just backed off, now worried that you will get to... Snap and turn round and blame him. One more dice <laughs> roll. <from. More laughs> Want me to have a crack this with old it. axe? It's a stone door, so fill your boots, craig. says Cherry. Okay. Come on. I'm, it. I'm feeling good about this roll. So am I. And 15th time is a charm. <laughs> or whatever Indeed. it is. So, uh, this time I Cherry stands up looks quite cross and just uh if she could she'd boot the door open but she just pushes it open um obviously cross that it took her um so long to... run door. anyway the door opens on to and light of um your torch onto um a set of stairs that leads slightly up to a small chamber it looks like some sort of small work area um you can see that um as you push the door um or as you rather yeah so as you pull the door open towards you cherry rather than actually pushing it you can see that there is a sign on the door and the sign looks
4: like this
2: and that sign is also present on the other door that you open or rather, the um, yes, uh, uh, the other door that you came across. So, um, let me just draw the arrow. So, that door there also has the same sign on it.
1: Oh, by Cass, I've, I just think we've just like broken some seal or something here. What do you think?
2: Well, nothing seems to move disturb you nothing seems to leap out of the room there's no light stone in this room the only illumination is coming from your torch but certainly it's quite bright enough to see that there are some a number of plain wooden coffins um there's a couple of sandstone slabs in the centre of the chamber which is got quite a low ceiling um, and you can see what look like these storage shelves but nothing seems to loom out of the gloom you. You seem perfectly safe um to the south just to your right cherry as you probably step in just to about there you can see there looks to be a barred doorway that is to say a a set of bars blocking your access to the south this doesn't have any sort of lock on
1: hey so can you uh my, did you cast that light spell a little while back that might be quite useful I can have a prod prod around in there if you want. Silk can do that. Yep. So, Silk will cast her light spell.
2: uh, And that means she will, I think, does she cast it on something? I think she does.
3: Yeah, I think she casts it on an item.
2: Like so. so Using a shield or whatever. Yeah, so she can cast it on either Step in. A poke around
1: if you wish and how roughly what's the radius the, or circumference or uh, sort of diameter or?
2: the light i think it's probably about 30 foot assuming it's sort of that typical uh dungeons
1: and dragons yeah you just School. give us a 30-foot radius or diameter
2: uh diameter
1: okay
2: in fact actually let me have a let me
1: lazy. it right. oh, i've got a, that twice
2: as big Light law. I think it's light. Uh, Ten foot radius, actually. Ten foot, blimey, Chad. Yeah, sorry. About the point touched. And it's going to last uh, four over an hour. Uh, I should make sure she doesn't fumble it.
1: the gods are with her but who's gods so crown feeling a bit more confident with that cast on the uh, what would it be cast on his helmet so it doesn't blind him he'll um, walk up the stairs a bit and then having a have a gander around in the room
2: okay give me a perception roll please crown check around certainly there's nothing or any of that sort of sort that disturb you. Um, the coffins all appear to be empty. You can see the lids haven't been sealed. The stone slabs look like their work areas. Um, you can see there are a number of jars um, on the shelves. You can also see a number of strange, peculiar-looking tools.
1: So hey, Adrian, there's a whole load of, like, Potions and I don't know, yeah. weird unguents in here. You wanna, yeah, check these out. Might be some more rook. Find <laughs> <laughs> me rook. Uh, I've got Ugnan, your back. You spend as much time as you want, mate. Ugnan,
2: uh give me a perception. You start hurtling around, looking at pots of uh, unguents and so, so on and so forth. Uh, Ugman, there are none of the herbs. are you? As healing herbs. Um, some of them have quite strong smells and you think that these are probably all used in preserving bodies. The tools uh, that are used, some of which are slightly rusty but not as rusted as you might expect, um, are far too delicate and slender to be used for any combat purposes. I suppose they could be used in minor surgery if you were skilled enough. Um, there are some really peculiar long bra handled implements with hooks and you strongly suspect you've heard of the practice of mummification you suspect this is uh, a work area for the mummification of bodies, soft internal organs would be perhaps stored or burnt and the bodies liberally packed with preservatives Um, and you found jars that contain some of the ingredients of the preservatives there are also what you think are jars that used to contain aromatic oils scents and so on to drive away the smell of corruption and so on
0: okay it just was uh mummifying things big lad shoving that into somebody's nose pulling out bits sticking them in jars what the bloody hell does been to do that for? What's the
1: one we stick him on a massive pile and having a right old party afterwards? Yes, yeah, so each to their own, mate, each to their own. Anyway, should we try and get out down here? He looks a bit crestfallen, there's no drugs available. <laughs>
2: right, the bars themselves, um, no signage on the bars themselves, there's no lock at all. Uh, your light glimmers down the passageway. Which looks to be empty.
1: Cherry, do you fancy uh, if you got your yeah, like uh, eyesight back? <laughs> do you fancy giving a this a gander down here?
3: Sure thing. Mosey on over quietly.
1: Only a joke, love. Sorry, didn't mean it. Ah, oh. all right. You got much better eyes than me. All right, give me that perception roll.
4: I'm okay,
2: hold I'm just sending a... uh, Okay. So there's no trap on the bars at all. Um, this just looks like some sort of uh, very simple gate, more decorative than anything else. And certainly, um, there's no lock on it and no trap, more importantly.
3: Oh, this is one of the hard ones push on the gate
2: okay the gate swings open it <laughs> makes a grating you wince at as it disturbs the tranquil silence of this temple as the noise ceases as the door stops moving you listen anxiously but drums in the deep hear anything no there are no drums in the deep di- um and you've still got plenty of ways to get out, and no doors have been barred yet and there are no foolish hobbits. So you seem to be okay for the Alright, let's crack on. Uh Numel will take up his position. Silk won't be too far behind with the pointer. Uh yeah. So you make your way down the tunnel, you can tell that n in some sort of chamber, and Cran, as you lead the way with yours so doors, you can see at the end of this um, small chamber, whatever it is, you can see an elaborate stone sarcophagus that sits not totally enclosed by a small alcove at, at one end. There are some stone jars just to your right as you enter this alcove area, um what these contain you don't know some of them are stoppered some of them at a quick glance uh aren't stoppered there is writing however around the base of the sarcophagus or certainly this um patterning around the sarcophagus which looks something similar
1: to that oh that's interesting oh yeah do you reckon there's like i don't know bits of like what do you say like eyeballs and arts and my livers and stuff in these
0: gels. Possibly. Hmm. Um, Looking at the stone diocese in the room we've just come from, do they have any passage around them as well? No. No, these are just plain stone slabs.
2: But these possibly could be workbenches. It's like a prep room kind of thing.
1: Yeah, you suspect so. You suspect so. Can I have a look quite close? closely at the writing. This uh, is when something is going to come out in it. I'm going to just keep an eye out for me.
2: Okay, the writing around the sarcophagus, um, and you suspect it's writing, Pran, not that you're an expert on it, Is not surprisingly, in a language Then 99.9% of all languages, uh, including your own, are unknown to you. Um, <laughs> But these are, this is clearly writing of some description. More importantly, and the thing that does leap out at you like a wet haddock, are the clear images of angels armed and fighting what appear to be um, rather hideous, demonic-looking creatures. Um, and these also are, are interspersed. But the language is unknown to you you're going to need to find somebody who can decipher this. It's certainly, I mean, Cran, your linguistic skills are limited, but it's certainly not in sort of the Mork and tongue that you recognise. Sharna doesn't recognise it either. Neither does Doesn't neither, neither does Cherry. Silk, if you remember, has cast has a spell which can decipher languages and she will cast that um see how long that lasts for. Come on, tabs work. Um, She's got more spellness than you can shake a stick out. um, uh, Not sure what spell she had, but anyway, I know she had a spell. So she can cast that, cipher the language uh, for you. It's written um, in Amorishi, she says. That's what her spell will tell her. And it says the following. Um, seems to be some sort of quotation, and then perhaps an indication of who rests there. Rehearse your death every morning and night. Only when you constantly live as though already dead will you be able to find freedom in the martial way and fulfil your duties without fault throughout your life. So rests Lord Shinnin. Shield of Argamenthol Raz. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherever ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Or oh, sorry, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. The crowd at this point will probably shrug and go, what does that mean? Uh,
1: nothing to say here then, let's move on. Might be a shield in there. Oh, oh I'll all the lid off then.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, Cran, even at a quick glance, um, whatever uh, is in the sarcophagus, indeed, if there is anything in the sarcophagus, this stone lid is going to be um, a mighty stone lid indeed. You're going to need to certainly grasp it and try and lift it. It moves, perhaps, a fraction of a fraction of a smidgen of an inch. It's going to take a number of you to lift this stach, uh, to lift this lid off. Who's going to help Cran lift the lid off the sarcophagus?
1: Hang on a minute. Let me just get Bessie out. Uh, uh, or is it? Sorry, Betty. I think it was Betty or Bessie. I don't think she minds. <laughs> Changes depending if I like, exactly. Or yes. It depends on memory. Right. If I if I winkle it under it and I'll I'll try do the lift. If a couple of you guys get on the uh, on the crowbar, you can certainly use. Yeah, you can certainly
2: (laughs) winkle it up and get some fingers underneath it. Um, I need. uh, So, Shana, if you're helping to lift it, Bram positions himself well, opens, gets himself on the crowbar. Uh, Cherry and Silk will move a little bit closer. Numal will protect the rear. Uh, Cran, why didn't you give me? Uh, I think it's going to be uh, an easy strength roll, given that you've got a crowbar strong helping you lift.
1: I will do my best. Strength. I didn't I didn't apply the easy. That should be one thirty eight. Sorry.
2: Okay. <clears throat> it lifts up. Inside <sighs> the lid is lifted up, and inside you can see what looks like the carefully wrapped body of, you assume, an Amurashi, or certainly some sort of humanoid warrior. Whoever he or she is, uh, they are well over six feet in height, um, quite well muscled, although that's difficult to tell from the mummified. Uh, wrappings. Resting on top of the white linen wrapping, however, is a large, dark shield. The folded arms of the figure cradle what appear to be a slender sword that is slightly curved.
1: Well, I'll be damned.
0: Right, let's than that. You reckon that'll be useful, Ogden? Well, I don't know, the shield looks a bit big for me, but might be good for you lot. Either way, if it stops darts,
1: fiery can't darts... Doing, can't be doing with shields. It feels weird not to have like a weapon in
0: both your hands. Well, if you're getting shot at with fiery darts, I think you might be ruining that. Yeah, fair point. So, uh going to reach in and grab the shield out and and the go for the sword, assuming this thing doesn't animate and kill him. Uh, as he grasps the shield and lifts it away nothing
2: happens um, either you were meant to take this or it is not trapped at all uh, moving the shield away you what looks like um a small torque so this would be something that goes around the neck and embedded in the torque are a number of small pearls so, Cran, you've taken the shield. I think I sent you.
1: Yeah, you did. So, so um, how, did, does, do I just kind of intuit what this does? Just, just guide me on. The yeah, way I
2: think. Well, there? I think. Yeah, we we put. Basically, give me. And I mean, you certainly suspect that the shield is magic. So, as you start wielding the shield, you will certainly you can certainly enjoy the defensive bonus. Um, as regards to the other properties, those are things that you are going to make a used back items. Right, <laughs> good luck with that. Um, but certainly you can enjoy the defensive bonus stuff. As regards the other details, uh, that's probably going to elude you for the time being.
1: So, for the first time, I mean, you haven't really seen Cran look that impressed by anything. He, he kind of looks at the shield from all sorts of angles and he says. By airy balls, I think this is made of adamantine. It's a, oh, adamantium. Sorry, um, it's an unbelievable shield. Crayon or so uh, sorry, Ugnanor. So you should have a look at this. It's incredible. It's, how it's how got heavy it, it's is got it? To be okay,
2: let me just share those with everybody. Um, just so that I mean, it's one of those areas that I own. Uh, how you share magic item properties i'll have a think about that over the weekend um certainly the way that i'm quite any thought at all is that if you say well, I'm going to have this sword this this shield uh you you need to know what the defensive bonus is, the offensive bonus as regards any sort of magical spell casting properties um we sort of concocted some rules on obsidian portal you remember what i were i think they involved an intelligence role um, that was then affected by your uh, class as well, okay. But the shield is clearly, since it's fashioned of adamantium, it is clearly magical. Um, there is also the sword, which again is clearly unusual because it's not rusted, and then there is this torque with the pearls in it. Cran um, is quite interested in the shield i think there is a sword and there is also this torque. if you want to take that or you can leave them
1: yeah so it's a magic skill world to identify yeah who you who you wrote yeah
4: yeah have a look at the torque and all that kind
2: of doodah well, i've okay. got staves and wands if that's any good uh yeah i think so i think because the Basically, you need to do that to be able to use the power. So to be honest, I'm quite happy if you do that um, on the on the as well. So if you make that roll on the um pearls,
4: that's what they are. Okay, do you do okay. that.
2: So basically, whoever wears the tw- basically has extra power points available to them. Ah oh, these are like one use. That's right, yeah. So you've got uh, three pearls on the torque that are still uncracked. So effectively you've got 150.
4: Nice, very nice.
2: And then the sword, that's basically any sort of decent fighter can tell you something about uh, about that. Um, the only thing that makes it difficult is it's a
4: katana weapon use. Though so you could
2: use if you've got one hand, you could use half your offensive bonus with that katana. So if you've got say uh, plus forty with short sword, you can have plus twenty with that katana. What's more important, of course, is if it's slaying against demons and is also holy
0: yeah nice Very so nice. that
2: weapon mm-hmm. even though none of you are particularly well trained in the in this unusual sword um it's a slaying weapon against demons which will help you
4: surprisingly as
2: you loop um not that i think any of you paused to think about this none of you get a sense of wrongness about this some of you might perhaps feel a momentary panic. Should we be looting a coffin? None of you get that sort of sense at all. In fact, as you remove these items, there's an there's almost the sense that this is what should be done. Um, that's why these items have been placed here. They've not been placed behind a trap. They've not been placed behind any locked doors. Um, these were meant
4: to be used, and you've got them.
0: To the fire the firebolts from the shield, would you need um, uh, what's it called, directed spells? Yes. Well, you wouldn't need it,
2: but directed without having directed spells, but you get no offensive bonus. If you've got offensive bonus, if you've got uh, directed spells with um, firebolt. You could use your directed spells firebolt with that shield if you haven't got directed spells firebolt you can still use the um fire bolts from the shield but all you'll get is your agility bonus
3: right it's um katana is
4: it sort of like a act like a long sword in nature or uh
2: yes it's probably more similar
4: um so if you drop long Kainak
3: or something.
2: Yes. Um but it's different enough so that if you had the long Kainak skill, you couldn't use your offensive bonus with the long Kainak or those skill ranks with the katana. Um, but you can certainly use half of that those ranks. So it's the um in Raw Master terms, it's the um similar weapons type thing. A katana is similar to a long sword. So if you've got any ranks in longsword or long kinak or any other sort of uh, fairly long bladed weapon, you can defensive bonus with it. So
4: does, doesn't
3: sorry, does Numel
2: I so think Numel uses a so... Numel certainly uses Um well that's mostly because I haven't figured out a way of coding training <laughs> the sort of barbaric club type thing that he's got. So yes, Numel could probably use that katana. Okay.
1: nobody else wants it. Yeah. quite looks at it and goes, that's a bloody nice weapon. Uh not sure where I'd put it. <laughs> that's true.
2: Okay. <laughs> if nobody else wants to use it, certainly Numel can take it. Um Yeah I can <laughs> give it to Numel I'm because
3: I've got my new new sword. Okay. And I'm really I really prefer not to get into melee combat.
0: So i uh, to. barely master being to hold onto the hand axe, let alone pick up a a sword, so he doesn't want it. Well well, I've done why
1: don't you just take the shield in your left hand that you normally use and then like pick up the other shield and have have that in your right hand.
0: (laughs) 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 Well unfortunately I don't have directed spells firebolt, but Silk does. But I think
2: Zilk's anyway, not
0: really a shield user. No. Okay. Well I like the idea of the shield, but um somebody else might be able to use the shield, I don't know. Well,
3: Does Cherry use a shield?
0: Look, uh
3: like yeah, I'm I usually like to be a little bit more freeful. I I'm thinking Nemo, this could be good to creep up. I'm not sure if Nemo carries a shield.
2: No, he's not really a ship. He he wouldn't really use it.
0: Also anybody with a good agility would be useful for this, because they can add that onto the firebolt spells that they that stores up. No, I don't have a very good agility. It's slightly better than my strength, but not still not very good.
1: My my agility's pretty good. I just it'll be like a very much a tertiary weapon. I haven't even given me old two handed sword a crack yet. I will end the long kinex. I haven't tried those out really, so I'd happy to give it a try. I mean, I guess if we're fighting something that's... Something that like, spits uh, fire, like demons. Spits fire? Do they oh, by Cassie's nuts. They spit fire, do they? Oh, right. Uh, well, it might be, uh, might be quite useful then. Um, but, oh, hang on a minute. Uh, he, he humps a bit of equipment from one shoulder to the other, and then, like, I reckon I could carry it here. But, uh, be sure no one, else, no one else can make use of this. But,
3: um yeah, I have zero experience with shields, so I'd be at minuses, but then again, you know, I like to use I like to have two hands free so I can grab my bow.
1: Um What I find with a shield is like my left arm gets a bit weak and my right one gets a bit like unbalanced, so I kind of typically use like weapon in both ways like, I I can carry it
4: around. Just uh just in case. Oh. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, Uglund is um uh was it skilled with the shield, but really it's only a small shield and it's uh mainly just used for defence, so it might be useful for somebody else.
3: I'll I'll say you can if you if you want to train me up. Crane on how to do shields over the next few days.
1: Yeah, happy to give it a try. Um and just uh out of Game for a brief minute
4: hmm.
1: are there specific shield skill ranks you develop um or does it kind of is it bundled with the armor type you're using
2: it's just bundled with the armor type so what a shield right do is it gives you a bonus to your db so i think if you've got a regular ship it's plus 25 to your melee defensive bonus and plus 25 yeah. to your missile defensive bonus a large shield is slightly different i think it's uh i think it's may you'd have to look it up, but i think it's thirty against melee and it might be plus 35 or even plus 30 missiles um, i know that basically you get more of a defensive boost
0: using a large shield
2: as opposed to a medium
0: I when you were saying that's your i was thinking 30 40 so you 30 40 were... yeah yeah it could be something like that all right gotcha
1: and um, so i mean it what i'm thinking if if we face something that's like one creature that's incredibly powerful essentially trying to act as the hub of all of the attacks with that shield and defending like bilio would be quite useful uh, yeah. i guess um so that might be quite helpful um and i suggest i did that with like massive plate armor on rather than anyone else so uh if you want to hold it and then if if we reach a situation like that i can i can grab it off you and kind of trying to
3: yeah sure i'll be i'll be your shield bearer shield maiden. Uh, i like
2: it <laughs> one of Cran's visions of finally maiden.
3: visions or fantasy uh
2: yeah I've got,
1: I've got this sort of chainmail bikini i picked up in Selkai as well <laughs> yeah, i've been
2: looking for somebody to wear it <laughs> okay so <laughs> um you've taken the shield You've taken the sword, which Numal has gratefully received. That will help him fight. Um, not that he's by any means a warrior. Uh, the talk as well can go to any of you who spells. Basically, it acts as a, a, a PowerPoint reserve wow. or a
0: PowerPoint
3: batch. Well, I think that's a that's a good one for Ugna.
0: Possibly, Silk, Silk has quite a few powerpoints, but I don't know if she has many. Um, she, obviously she's all about power whereas I've got a bit more utility so might be better to silk for that sure, worse comes, comes the worse it could be something we could use like if, if we need healing spells because obviously I keep a lot of power points back because we yeah, am about something you, breaking yeah, something. You can do, No, you can pass it between you Yeah, give it to silk for now because she, you know, she's pure magic so she might need a lot more than I Then again, she's doing her sweeps nowadays but yeah, give it to silk Okay, I'll just
4: add that to her in the tree
0: Now. Okay. Um I'm holding out for the plus fifty slaying book. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, right. Each stores 50, fifty. Okay. Uh, that's annoying. Right what next you can see having taken the item from the tomb you can see that there is a single passage out of this uh, heading
4: westwards and then turning north can you give me perception rolls
2: As you begin to make your way to the uh, passageway with probably cherry in the lead Shana not too far behind Shana and cherry you can hear heavy metallic footsteps off in the distance making a slight ringing sound as they tramp along the stone floor something booted quite big and quite heavy is moving around off in the distance. Some distance from you, quite far away, is the first time you've heard it.
3: Yeah. I'm I'm a bit nervous about trying to God, stealth on. up because I've got this... Whopping big shield i i'm carrying this whopping big shield now Mm -hmm. Um, you are so want me to carry it for you temporarily no no it's fine i'll we'll we'll work it out i'll i'll have to get used to it gonna be a shield mate that battle bikini better
1: be a the right size by the way you can see that Cran attached to his frame pack which is kind of a bit unwieldy he's got a full shield <laughs> <laughs> so i'm i'm happy to drop that and carry it i don't really want to carry both away a ton but
3: you've you've just got a normal full shield like a tower
1: style shield yeah it's just a full shield plus 25 so i think that's just a stand, that's your standard Yeah, it's shield. your standard
2: shield the shield that uh, Cherry has got is something larger um, I suppose the, uh, a kite shield so if you were to rest it on the floor the shield would come up to chest height whereas okay. the shield you've got if you rested it on the ground would about waist height so it's um, a good foot foot and a half, almost two feet uh, taller, Cherry, your shield although being at a man, mantine,
3: Mantium Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be a, a bit lighter than the one that given it's,
2: given? it's that much bigger, um, possibly, yes, possibly slightly lighter, yes, okay. not by much because
1: it's obviously that much bigger. Yeah, I mean, to be I've never I can ditch this one and carry it for if you want to because you're not very sneaky, I guess, with the like this five foot shield you're hauling around with, exactly. Um, after you, I mean, I'm happy to i obviously give it back if you need it, but I'll drop this dittiest one. I'd hardly ever use shields a, five, a
3: five foot tall shield. A five-foot-tall
1: shield is like a complete tower shield for me, because
3: I'm only 5'5". Five, five.
1: <laughs> you can peer over the top barely. Um, you can see my toes and my
2: eyebrows, that's it. <laughs> is it
1: uh, Pavise, which
2: is one of the sort of the big, uh, really big shields which you can kind of stand behind and fight? I think Pavise weren't they They were used by Crop Bowman.
1: Um, yeah, so yeah, you've got yeah. like the equivalent
2: of a pavis, haven't you? Which can basically <laughs> just duck your head and stand behind. Really useful on snowball. For, for <laughs> okay, so, so yeah. you've taken the weapons, and you can hear something big, heavy moving around slowly, methodically, ponderously in the passages beyond. Uh, whatever is moving around is. Booted or certainly metal, and there's a faint ringing as it puts one foot slowly in front of the other, but it's very difficult to tell how far away it is. Do you want to try and investigate the noise or retreat?
3: Well, Run away,
1: let's see- go see-, <laughs> see-, see what this thing is. Hang on a minute, cherry. I was, uh,
3: yeah, I was gonna say, let's Let's slowly, I'm going to, since I'm giving Cran the shield. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and is it, I can't find a kite shield unless it's in a different supplement. Um, Is it just a? Just a large shield.
2: Um, it's a large shield, okay. Yeah, so let me just have a look. I think in character law, and I wish this had been, uh, we done this Yeah, it's, it's wall horrible. shield. So it's
1: you target know. normal, full or wall.
2: Uh, I think, Um. So I think the shield that gives you the plus 25, plus 25. That's full, yeah. Full shield. Uh, Let me have a look. I'm looking at armor. There we go. Let me get these right. And so I think what you've got, so a normal shield gives you a DB of plus 20 to both. And then the step up from that is the full shield, yeah, which yep. gives you plus twenty five against both. And then the step up from that is the wall shield, which is effectively what you've got. So that's
1: plus thirty plus forty. And that's so this shield. is a wall. This is a wall, shield, wall oh. shield. Yeah. And how much does it weigh, um, so I can set it up?
2: Okay, so your normal shield about pounds. Um, The shields that you've got at the moment um, weigh about 30 pounds. This is about 25 pounds.
1: Wow. Amazing.
2: So made of adamantium, it is thinner um, than a regular shield would be, and therefore it's lighter, significantly so. But given its dimensions are so much bigger than the shield that you've got at the moment, it probably feels to be about the similar weighting. OK,
1: makes sense. excellent. Yeah. And it, it, so shields uh, don't have an associated skill, they're just? No, there
2: is. Um, you can develop shield bash, um, but that's the only skill that you can really develop. <coughs> so shield, shield. Sorry. bash <laughs> the um, is a skill that you, Develop if you wanted to at some point.
0: Yeah, the previous campaign I played in, I had a, a dwarf who had a shield and a spear. He used to level both of them together. Yeah. So you could th- always use the shield. That was RMU, so I think they had like, you could use your shield spell to really do a nice parry with it. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'll, um, I'll adjust that and develop it over
1: time.
2: Okay. So, Cran, you take the shield, which you carry. You now sneak around unhindered. Um, beyond the um, radius, the 10 foot radius of, um, and you'll pardon the phrase, beyond the 10 foot radius of Cran's uh, glowing helmet, um, you're going to be plunged into darkness. Boom, boom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you can edit that. Adults well, only. Well,
3: what I might do is place my lantern just around the corner. Okay. So it, the lantern's like 20 foot, isn't it, or 30 foot? Uh,
2: Probably about 30 yes. feet, so 10 foot 30. So you placed your lantern.
3: And then I'm going to look like, by because lantern light does produce shadows usually. I hope to okay. sort of
4: sneak up to here and...
3: If I place it right on the corner back and say when you move up, Cran, just bring up my lantern for me. Um All right. yeah. well, I've got this and, light and on That the way, way I can thing. try and have a look down the hallway as Cran slowly moves up.
1: How much further do you want me to go?
3: Did you want me to do a stealth roll of something?
2: Yeah, sort? give me a stealth roll. So yeah, cran comes up so doesn't feel that Cherry is positioned. Um, Cherry, you have a sneak up. And, okay. You can still hear these footsteps, but you can't see anything. The passages themselves um, that you're moving along are somber and quiet. Um, apart from the distant sound of um, whatever this thing is that's moving around, there is a faint smell of evergreen, um, a preservative, which lingers in the air even after all of these years. Do you want to reposition your lamp? Yeah.
3: I'll... Do you want me to move
1: I'll it um... up? You need a bit more no, light. I'll move it up. Just... All right. So, I'll, I'll do the same. It's, it's cast on my helmet at the moment, so unless you've got another light, yeah, she's got a yeah, torch
2: got. which is made. Mid- yeah, yeah, a lantern that
3: slowly moves up. So I'm doing the same thing. I'm taking like just placing lantern light around the corner. Yep. Then using using whatever shadow I can find to stalk along. Roll the stalk roll for you. Top of hide if you like.
2: Okay. And thank you very much. So Cherry, do you want to move yourself to where you want? Yes, sir. please. Okay, there. so you move to there. Cran has back, and when you yeah. reposition your, you can see the following, including some stairs which seem to lead up. The noise of whatever this thing is that's moving around receded. Can you give me a perception roll, please? Sure. In fact, worryingly, you can't hear it anymore. That could be good, or it could be bad. You can see, fortunately, Cran lurking within a comfortable distance, but whatever this thing is, you can't hear it anymore.
3: Okay. Um, so I'm going to kick. Okay, I motion crayon up. I'll get to my lips. Rolling?
2: Okay. Uh, Cherry and Numel I'm uh, sorry. Silk and Numel stay back. Uh, Shana also moves as well. Want me to go and take a look, Cherry? Um,
3: yeah, well, depends if we want to go quickly. Oh, All's gone
2: quiet. I can't, I can't hear any. You hear footfalls? Give me perception rolls, Cran, Ugnan, and Sharn. I can't see a thing. Nothing. The place is totally quiet. The only thing yeah. you can hear. Uh, the noise of your own brand. you move must up. Have got, must have got any other way. Crane, can you give me a stealth roll, please? <laughs> I'd be delighted. I uh, <laughs> thought you'd say that. Or rather, can you make me a non- please? It's not Although stealth. I could it... be surprised. I, either I have no stealth or it's called something else. Uh... It's called Stalk and Hide, sorry. Uh, yes, Stalk. Uh, uh, thanks. Too many game systems. Oh dear, me. me. <laughs> okay, so Cran uh, <coughs> moves up and accidentally knocks over a vase.
1: Just... No, that sorry. was actually not that unsneaky. It's just that my armour oh, yes, every is. time I move. Oh,
2: yeah, that's unsneaky. But the, the very definition is that's so
1: sneaky. It's very unsneaky. Sorry, yes.
2: Yeah. So Cran moves up as quietly as he can, um, but you can hear nothing. And maybe that's a good sign, Grant. What you can? No, you can't see because you've not moved the light. So I've only got a short light that's coming with me. Cherry, do you want to move your lamp?
3: Yes, please. I'm going to move it. hmm, Say north or south, Grant?
1: Or north goes up to that door, so we just go west. Well, if you want to go south, Which channel? Northern let's Western or Southern West? I was going to say, oh, let's, okay.
3: let's clear out, let's let's make sure that we, we're systematic on this and clear space Go in front s- of us. South first no and
1: then have a, have a yep. look down that passage as well. Alright.
3: So you... I'm going to move the lantern across to here so I can see to the west and to the south.
1: It's a dead end
2: with what looks like some coffin.
3: Okay, I give Cran the thumbs up. Point down the corridor.
1: Okay, just right in. Or you want to check out the coffins? Um, I think it'll be just, you know,
3: normal folk. Might be a couple of rich folk there, but
2: the coffins look like. quite
1: simple, like plain. Let, um, let
2: the dead be dead. where well
3: we can.
1: Yeah, right. Let's uh, let's carry on this way then okay uh so move
2: your lantern then please cherries yeah sure i'll look at that and cherry and crayon, you could perception roll, please cherry you can add
1: 10 to your perception roll <laughs> i'm looking over my shoulder having a like A joke with Uggman.
2: Okay. Uh,
3: I dare say Silk might go down and investigate that first room with a little puffin.
2: Depending on um, SDJ. I don't think uh, think you should do that. Um, Particularly with something else moving around. You can go down and have a look. And If if Uggman goes down, then Silk will go as well. Um, You can open the coffins if you wish. They're certainly coffins as opposed to sarcophagi, and they're wooden, not stone. Um, Cherry, as you reposition your lantern somewhat, you can see the following. Um, But then both cherry and Cran, you can hear um, heavy metallic ringing as something uh, begins to head along the tunnels and the noise is getting louder. It's coming from that All direction.
3: All right, I'll get in the corner, Yeah, I was kidding.
2: All right. Uh, Cran, as you step forward... Uh, come on. Let me just...
4: I'll open that up a little bit
2: more. Uh, can I have some... Um, Initiative rolls, and then you shall to the
3: track of you. So I, I I quickly sneak around that corner where I am getting my bow ready, and I I arm wave down the hallway so this arm just pokes out from around the corner <laughs> and
0: All right, does so a flapping hand motion
3: to right, so so they that's come up, come where... up.
2: Down. Um. Okay. Let's have.
1: Actually, my initiative in the first round should be plus 20. I haven't been using that. I've just Uh, noticed a note on my car. because I've got a two-handed weapon. Um, There you go. Adjusted. Thank you. Ooh! I might one day top silk. That would be amazing. Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) Okay.
2: So, um, Fran, you can't see of your vision what is approaching but you can hear something heavy and you can hear the whatever the booted uh whatever the boots are they are speeding up so whatever the thing
1: is which you can't see it is running towards you right i'm going to put my axe back over my shoulder grip it very tightly in both hands and brace myself as soon as i see something coming into my light All oh. like, right.
2: Okay, Silk begins to prepare a spell. Ryan, it's your turn, so you are ready... Presumably?
3: Oh, that's... I need to put plus five on that. Just make my initiative...
2: Okay, so Cran ready weapons. Uh, Shana, what do you want to do? Um, let me do another thirty.
4: Pro- Where's the noise coming from?
2: Uh, Fifteen, twenty. No, on that. Somewhere down sure, that yeah. From that arrow there, from that direction, Shana's uh, sorry, that's um, the lantern that um, yep. uh, Cherry Thank has you. put down, and you can see that um, Fran's also uh, Ugnan has also got a lantern, I think. I'll come yep. join Ugnan on the front line, okay? So, Shana, you take up your position there. Uh...
0: Ugnan? Uh, I think Ugnan will just go forward first just to see what's going on.
2: Okay. So Ugnan takes his lantern to see what's going on. Uh, Numa will move up to the edge of the lantern to keep an up the corridor. Uh, Silk has stayed where she is readying a spell and then running into the light you can see what looks like uh, a huge brass statue the statue is of um, a warrior um, looks as if it's made out of solid brass seven foot tall obviously hugely heavy um, and it just rushes in right at you and attempts to hit you with what looks like um, a huge pike. As it runs in, picking up speed as it does, it just levels the pike um, and charges at you. And It was mounted on a horse, and you are some sort of poor, hapless infantryman. So if you want to, I think you said to sort of defend yourself, It
1: lumbers in to attack you. Sorry, I was muted. I, I, I was just about to say, I was. Tr- it, I obviously didn't imagine it would have a massive like, pike, but I was trying to basically get a swing in before it attacked me. So I, I'm not sure what that would, how you resolve that, Stuart, but that was my intention. Um, um, by the way, I think you need to name it. We can't target it at the moment.
2: Um, oh, has it not got any sort of name?
1: No. Um. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay so um what defensive bonus did you, you uh, did you stay for defensive bones
1: unfortunately change? none because i was fully intending to just like try and take it out in one uh, hit uh, and okay. stunning stuff so
2: in which case i'm afraid uh, that's right yes it's done a 14 a slash so the pike catches you square in the chest as it lumbers forward although it's um low it hits with um horrible power and it slams into you um, you're knocked back um as the pike hits you um knocking you off balance but doing little more than that fortunately it lumbering into you so quickly Shana being right next to you. Obviously, Shana's presence distracted it somewhat. So although it's hit you in square in the chest, you've probably got off quite lightly. Cherry, it is now your turn. Now, Um. if you step out, you can see where this creature took a step to your right, which would be within your movement. You'd probably be able to shoot as well, because I think you can shoot and move what
3: Tent percent? Yeah, I can I can take boost. No, just walking. Yeah. Uh, it won't hit it won't hit Cran in the
2: back of the heads. <laughs> Uh, Your arrow flies through the lamp and catches the creature in the shoulder. Whether it does much damage or not, you don't know. It certainly makes a satisfying plink noise as it hits. It seems to have lodged in one of the joints, and then as the creature moves its shoulder again, the arrow falls out. Uh, Give me a perception roll, please, Cherry. Um, You can see that a bit of the arm whatever the jointing mechanism being damaged, your arrow has certainly son- done some damage. Not as much as perhaps you'd hope, but it's certainly done some damage. Copy that. Okay. Uh, and we'll have another round of initiative,
3: please. I've I got to keep remembering when
1: i to lost. I rolled a ten and a nine, I got twenty-four, which is gonna be so far below everyone. It's ah,
3: I rolled a ten and a nine as well.
1: Within nine of silk though, look at that. Yes, both within. Spitting disk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Uh so silk is still preparing. Cran, off you go. Um you're done. I must parry
1: uh, you know. um, no, uh let me just apply max parry okay so you grit your teeth
2: and reposition your feet ready to take a fearful impact
1: yeah i've got got the axe across both hands i'm kind of using it to try and parry anything coming in
2: the danger you realize with fighting though it's slow because it's got so much mass when it hits it does a lot of damage um, so if somebody light hits you, they've only got the weight of their body weight behind them. This sort of creature, which say, which weighs probably, you know, something like half a ton, if it hits you, there's half a tonne of mass behind Twelve. the blow. So this is a fearsome creature to fight. Cherry, your first arrow uh, managed to strike the creature in the shoulder. Can you do better with a second arrow? Yeah. The creature is mm. tall, huge, massive. Uh, it's probably shuffled its position slightly. So I'm going to let you fire at it. It's so much bigger than, um, than certainly Shana. Okay. The tall cool. is slender and lithe. Just like Fran. Uh, I was going to say that and then reality. <laughs> <laughs> this is being quite rude, really. I'm saving up to go back to. Uh, Again, another arrow flies, and this catches it um, in what would be one of its eyes. The arrow lodges for a second and then comes, you've damaged the creature, but not significantly. Your arrows are hitting it with very little difficult um, cherry, but they don't seem to be doing huge amounts of damage, and of course you suspect that this creature isn't going to bleed anything, it's got nothing to bleed. You're going to have to knock it into pieces to be yeah, able Yeah, that's, I, I, that's
3: what I was thinking. I was thinking, mm, we can't plank it yet. Oh, okay.
0: Ugman. Uh, start preparing Airwall. Okay. Uh, Shana.
1: Ooh, that's nice. <laughs>
2: Uh, so that was a, uh, so you, uh, reach or step up to the creature, uh, strike it with, um, your, uh, probably a sweeping leg. Can you roll your sweep, please? He managed to trip um, Nemesis and drop him to the ground. Um, so he drops to his knees um, but um, is not stunned, but he's certainly on one knee. Ack will be hampered. But he realized that he can't be stunned. The thing is remorseful. Continue to attack, but because you've dropped him to his knees with well-placed kick to his knee joint, um, he's going to be hampered on his next attack. Can I also step to the side, please? Uh, yes, I think you can. So if you can, if you can strike multiple, might uh, uh, m- reach. You can uh, can I help,
1: uh, It's like a
2: hundred and twenty-pound
1: woman just cut down a. A half tonne bit
2: of metal, that's impressive work. Uh, it's using the creature's momentum against it, Fran. I've told you this before. <sighs> You're uh, So, uh, Nemesis is going to probably attack you, Shana, Um, But he's going to have penalty to his attack roll because you've dropped him. I'm going to take that off his attack roll. And he attacks you with his spear, Shana. so he lunges up with his spear at and misses as you deftly hop to the side my god did he actually he did he miss how did he miss that
1: because you've got a very low uh, armour type it's either miss or you die in one shot (laughs) hold on
2: that's not reading his combat bonus Oh, what? Let me just have a look. Uh, please, well, I've got 150, yeah. and that's managed to miss.
1: Oh. Nope. may do. Uh,
2: goodness me! Yeah. Let me have a look. What are you defending? A triple defence. Yeah. Oh right, yes. So I think, Sean, am I right? Defence of. Right, okay. So what's your defense at the moment, Oh, 118, is that right? Wow. Oof. Oh, I'm not playing anymore then. <laughs> no, I was okay, going to play that well. means, it means
3: to hit a 200 plus to
2: hit you. He's like the Matrix there? watching Sha fight but I am in simple cloth so... I don't care what you're in this is just not fair <laughs> second edition D&D from now on where there were no monks <laughs> right well done is... right, a fearsome blow um, is deftly stepped aside as uh, Shana just slips in between the molecules make up the ether and grins as she does say uh, initiative roll everybody if you've not already rolled um right, let's have a look. Let me get rid of those and get rid of that. Um Nemesis is looking good. Uh Numel and uh Zilk. Cherry, can I get the initiative roll? Oh sorry. Because
3: right stick with my bow. Oh let me get uh
2: oh dear oh no sorry. initiative roll that's what i needed
3: yeah i'm glad <laughs> it wasn't an attack i would have yeah somebody
2: plus uh
3: i'll go on eight eight or 13 doesn't really matter
2: okay so uh right this is this up on the combat yes yeah. so let's go to uh, silk silk is going to shock bolt at nemesis Uh, that's good oh that's excellent so that's that so there's a flash of lightning from uh silk's widely uh wildly gesticulating arms She'll roll her uh, critical, take his off, and it doesn't, but it does a little bit more damage. It strikes the creature in the top head, where its nose would have been. The creature is outlined in a blue um, halo for a while, which then fades. Um, Whether Nemesis is capable of ground pain you don't know, and it continues to try and beat down um, Shana as it strikes again with its horrendously powerful um, polearm pike. Uh, And that's a miss as well. Shana, your turn. I was also parrying that time as well. Don't stop showing off. Yeah, please don't. Uh, okay. So you deftly um, avoid its evil attack. Catch the creature again. Uh, can you give me your D critical, please? Very much. Ooh,
1: Ooh yeah. nice job, Shanna.
2: And the D critical does a little bit more damage. Okay um nemesis is now beginning to show my golden finish luster luster that it has to its armor and it's like a, its arms and weapons and so on is now beginning to be crack praised um in the same way that a mirror or sorry um a car windscreen if you hit it it will craze rather than break so the creature is obviously being damaged by your attacks. charlie did you want to step around it as you hit it or do you want to hold your position? No, I'll move around. Okay, you can move again if you want to move where? You could get such that Crown now will be able to flank it. Bugman, it's your turn.
0: Uh cancel the spell and just walk behind Crown. Okay. There you go. Uh
2: Numa will hold his t- Cran,
1: it's your turn. Uh, so, uh, actually facing and kind of, he's rotating round to attack Shara. Yeah,
2: he's focused. He's totally focused. It. Shana is the creature that it can't hurt. Shana is the creature that's hurt it. It is totally absorbed in beating this pathetic thing into pieces. It's ignoring so you totally, Cran.
1: Is it flank or rear or anything like Rhea. that? it's really wow
2: okay so it's 35. so you'll enjoy this bonus probably only once now inflict the fearsome damage i suspect you're capable of it and
1: well i was i was defending with a lot there as well uh, this thing's lethal so uh let's see Damn. 26 could it be better well, It's all reasonable i suppose <laughs>
2: okay so your is it with your truck yeah Okay, so your axe slams into the creature.
1: Mending, I thought i need something heavy. <laughs> down.
2: Can you roll your E critical, please?
1: It's not open-ended, it's just regular. Yeah, it's yeah. just normal. Oh, so close. Oh, I thought have... I was using a different weapon. I could have adjusted that up.
2: Okay, your axe slams into the creature's side and arm, almost breaking the arm off. Uh, you can see that the jointing on the arm uh, badly affected. Though the creature is done, the arm that it was using is not moving as freely as it should do. Its attacks are now going to be hampered. You've uh, damaged the mechanism. Cherry.
1: It's mechanism. Watch out, Shana!
2: It's not <laughs> <your> a <laughs> mechanism. Briefly before I, um, that's going to be okay. What's the Latin for
1: that? <laughs> that was now and I quote: "His mechanism is not." Mecan- <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Cherry, it's your turn. Um, Nemesis is now damaged. Can't it... Um, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: so <laughs> I'm,
3: I, I'm trying to. Uh, so briefly before I shoot my arrow, I'm going to look at like where the, where the arms become disjointed. Um, yeah. I'm going to have a brief look and think back to that automaton that we saw on the island.
2: But you've one. got, remember? That automaton, you... Yeah, we've stored it, don't we? Yeah, but you've never used it because no. you're leery about the... F- is enchanted to prevent magic users approaching it. Yes. Okay. So okay. Yes.
3: Now I shall blink away. That's a button. Oh, ooh. How do I. Wait, something went wrong. 97 seemed wrong. Oh, the defender's stunned, that's why. Okay, cool. I'm happy uh, with that then.
2: Um, uh, yeah, Nemesis isn't stunned, though, so there should be no bone done. Oh, okay. Says uh, that, that's alright, I can.
3: Yep, yeah, so 122, so it'd be about the same yeah. result as previous. The... Yeah, that, uh, so
2: that's okay. basically another arrow do much um, much more damage than just um, lodge in the armour and hamper the creature's attack. Yeah, sorry have, for some reason I didn't remove it stunned around. Uh, oh, that's annoying. Huh, okay, never mind. Um... Oh. Okay, Silk uh, is going to ready another spell, and initiative rolls please. Uh, Numa uh, will go first, no, surprisingly. Uh, Numa will again do nothing.
0: Silk is preparing a spell. Ugnan, it is your turn. He's going to wait until after Nemesis has gone, to see what he does to Cran. Okay. War Strong. Okay, Nemesis is going to turn and cram, uh, yeah, hit Cran this time with its
1: pole he bloody uh, isn't. i defending like billy All right, we'll
2: see what billy does. <laughs> uh, Billy-O will mean that it misses you. <sighs> Deflected it into the wall. Okay, so uh, your axe takes the spear thrust and just uh, almost delicately lifts the axe up and as the creature extends and advances on one leg, the axe just pokes up into the ceiling, missing you completely. Uh, Shana, meanwhile, you now have a. on the creature. I have what you, you cut out? You have a rear attack bonus on the creature. As if you needed it.
1: Every little helps.
2: Cheer me up. Um, I already
1: had Paris head as well. Okay. Um, that yeah, Shana bigger. isn't like minus two hundred hit at the moment if someone did attack us. So. That's right. Um, <laughs> did you add the thirty five as well, Shana, for the rear attack? I did. Yeah.
2: Okay. Give me your. You still manage though as you sweep round and catch it around the knee joints again. You still threaten to buckle the creature and drop it. Um, all you do, though, it, it's obviously braced itself as it tried to put its pole into parts of Cran's body where no should be. Um, you just inflict some more damage on it, but little more than that. Um, that's weird. There you go. And Cran, it's your turn. No rear bonus is um, still facing you. Uh, it was rocked slightly by Sharna's attack and it's looking damaged but still perfectly capable of fighting.
1: So Cran will say, oh, yeah, this used to work when I was a kid. Look over there! And he, <laughs> and he fights with his axe left and then steps p- past him. I'm sure I won't Get a flank attack.
2: on oh. No, and the creature then just responds. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> no, no flank or... or uh, with. No, okay, just... just but it does again. turn slightly. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fumble. Give oh, me I a fumble sorry. roll. Hold on a minute. Yes, it is. That is a fumble. It should be. Yeah, that was a natural uh, one. Yeah, that was a one. Sorry, I just bonus as well so uh
0: let me call up fumble. oh be- very very impressive lad. very impressive lad. Yeah, exactly
2: so just,
1: look at this
0: and i out fought myself there
2: and proceeds to fumble he's always oh, a two-handed one as well
1: it is it's Here's very getting scary, a back yeah. out.
2: off you go so this will be um just a straight d100 please
1: and we want low Oh, dear. Oh luckily, I wasn't at 96. That would have been really catastrophic. Okay,
2: or a so uh, 69, you lose your grip, juggle your weapon for round. Um, You tell Ugdan, look at this, Probably almost lose your axe as you uh, <laughs> turn round, step on your foot, fall against the wall, snatch the axe, but with the sharp end, and um, wince as the uh, blade of your axe bites into your hand. Um,
1: Ohlock's Ellie had my fingers off.
2: (laughs) And Ogden says, Well, that was unusual. Does that work in your tribe? Cherry.
3: Okay, now watching (laughs) try not to shoot the dancing um
2: Yes, right.
3: The the dancing crayon in the back. (laughs) Um I'm
2: too big. At all matey. Oh Okay. I'm
3: just not hitting the high notes today. Uh,
2: it's the, again though your arrow managed to ping into the creature, striking it again around the neck um, for some damage, but not as much as you'd hoped. Uh, initiative rolls again, please.
0: Well, uh, just Ogden uh, delayed his action, so he's yes, just he just uh uh, try and if, he's, if there's room, he'll just try and get just round the corner behind the Nemesis if possible, trying to keep it out of the way of Cherry's line of sight. Uh... If, there's, if there's not enough room, then he'll just see where Cherry's been shooting. And if, che- if Uglan thinks that where he stands, if he stands where uh, Cran was, I, and... I think Uglan, you, I, if you want
2: to stand around there because Nemesis tracked Cran's movement.
0: Um, which was significant given that he juggled his axe. So, no, I'll let you move round to there if you wish. Yep, that's great. Just he'll keep an eye on Cherry, make sure he's not getting in there away.
2: Yeah, I, I think Nemesis would have tracked Cran's
0: movement. Uh,
2: right, so let me roll some initiative then.
1: Uh... Uh, and Stuart, can you advise, Did I uh, can't remember, did I kind of basically lose all action to this round as well?
2: Yes, yeah, so you are unable to attack Brown round uh, as well. You can still parry. You just right. can't make any attack. So you could parry with everything. Oh, sorry, you can parry with up. Up, up of, to half, yeah. As you basically try and regain control of your axe.
1: Is that uh, half of half? Because yeah, half we'll... of half.
2: Yeah,
3: half of half. Cherry makes a mental note to say uh, Organ, I just tap me on the oh. shoulder on the way past. It.
0: Ognan, your turn. Okay, we'll try and hit this thing from behind and then take a step yep. back again afterwards. Yep, you've got a rear attack on it.
2: Okay, and again your axe thumps uh, noisily in the ear reacher. But does little more than that, they're the creature. As your axe hammers into the back of Nemesis, you can see that cracks are now beginning to widen. Body. It looks like it's going to fly apart with a few more taps. Chana. Chana, sorry. Your turn. You've got... Um, I'll give you a flank attack on the creature. Okay, is that 15? Yeah. Able to throw the certainly what you're able to is launching yourself at it two feet. You catch it in the side and you launch it into the side. Uh, as luck would have it. What that manages to do is the arm that had already been weakened, um, I think it by one of Cran's blows, now breaks off totally. Um, so that will reduce its offensive bonus with its um, weapon by almost half. One of its arms is broken off.
1: <laughs> I've got to club it to death with its own seven arm. I've always wanted to do You, that. you could do.
2: You could do. <laughs> uh, so Nemesis now. Um, I think it's still going to attack Cran. And that's a miss. It- won't fumble, but it will certainly not be able to. You've almost beaten this creature. It's looking close to collapse. One of its arms has fallen off. Cherry.
3: <laughs> I take one step to the side, so I've got
2: feel. Right. Go! So, uh, uh,
4: come, come on, Cherry! Finish it!
2: Do my best. There you yes. go. Uh, this time, uh, with the creature badly injured and as we've assessed or stated before its mechanism isn't quite working properly, your arrow obviously catches it somewhere quite um, vulnerable. Give me a, a puncture critical roll please. The creature is half turned from Fine. Uh your arrow obviously lodges and reduces its speed significantly. Well, nice. Uh cran, it's your turn. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, I... your juggling weapon.
1: Ha! Got it back in my hands
2: again. Oh, By the end of it. <laughs> okay. Uh that's new, well, right, initiative rolls. silk will hold her
1: action, she's having a spell. Sharna, it's your turn. <gasps> Sharna nearly fumbles. What's going wrong in the world?
2: And, Shana, uh roll me a C critical. I nearly fumble and get a C critical. I uh, know, that <laughs> is impressive work. <laughs>
1: That's the ranks, man. The ranks are OP. They're awesome. Tripped over and headbutted it and still got a critical. Uh,
2: okay. So, uh, obviously the creature being armed is not really able to itself as Shana uh, steps under a flailing spear that it's wielding with one hand. Uh, again, you catch it across a vulnerable knee joint. Um, it wobbles but stays on its feet. But is now quite hampered. Um, it turns to attack you this time, Sharna, given that you're being one of its regular tormentors. Bring it. And it misses. Ugnan, you can keep hammering away with your axe.
0: Is it flank or rear? Or it's um, rear. rear. I'm going to give you rear on that. Come
1: on, Ugnan.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> um, every little helps, Ugnan says under his breath.
0: I presume it's not stunned either, unfortunately. No. No. Uh, okay, so that's a small amount of damage.
2: And. Uh, Cran, your turn. I've
1: oh, finally got in your bloody hands again. And I'll swing it hard at him. I thought that was a double zero. So did I. Uh,
2: okay. 13 points of damage. Clunk. But no critical. So there's a thump as you're. and a clunk, uh, ringing sound. Oh. And you can see that bits of the armour are now beginning flake off. The creature is beginning to break apart. Uh, Noobel, uh, Cherry. That'd be me.
3: It's it's still going. Oh yeah, okay. Sorry, that's a throw a callback to an ad from the '80s in Australia. So, <laughs> when one, one of it, when when one. Oh, I have a zero <laughs> <laughs> I put minus five instead of plus five. Man. I'm still last anyway, I'd be bened.
2: Uh We want you to make an attack roll, not an min- Oh, sorry. I thought we were. Oh. There we go. Uh, okay. So you're another well placed arrow that strikes the creature, probably in one of the stumps uh give me a an a power roll please yes. although the creature can't be stunned well-placed arrow are uh, interfering with the mechanism um this obviously damages the leg as your arrow logic joint um which slows it considerably uh, let me just get rid of those duns uh initiative rolls please everybody
3: <laughs> my mouse is being crazy sorry I'm trying to
2: there blank bonus if you need it oh sorry I forgot that uh, okay so that's an extra 20 or so isn't it? so yeah, 15 15 uh, uh, okay so that's back seven, three yep so I made it and can you give me a thank you be critical oh seven uh, that's another hit point so this is a glancing blow. Um It's oh, pairing again this round. Okay, so the creature is... going to try and attack Cran, but it's not going to attack this round. I forgot to reduce its initiative. Boom, then you will get to it first. Before it has a go at Cran. Yeah. Uh, that is a solid move uh, that catches the creature, uh, catches the statue um, up near the neck joint. So you step up slightly and bring down your axe with um, all the weight that you can bring to bear. Um, give me an E crush critical on it, please. Oh.
1: <laughs> you cracked him in the napper Nice job. What oh, it makes your hands hurt. <laughs> so there's a ringing sound.
2: Uh, you can see, uh, probably Ugnan is suffering from... Uh, uh, I can't remember what the uh, work disorder is when you use jack hands and things. Tinnitus. T- t- tinnitus or whatever it is. So, uh, <laughs> hand trembles. As- <laughs> Cherry, you'll also get an arrow off before I go back to Nemesis for his attack. Um, His speed, etc, has been hampered by your arrow and some of the other attacks. I forgot to include that in his initiative. A couple of well-placed strikes should deal with this dangerous creature. That will help, but it won't be enough to knock him down. Um, I'm now going to go to Nemesis, who's going to attack uh, Pran. Ah, oh, and that's a miss, Cran. <laughs> Numel, Cran, your turn. A well-placed blow will finish the creature off. One of his arms lies on the... Don't tempt me. all over the place. Um, one of his uh, both knee joints look as if they're ready to fall apart as well. Jana has relentlessly hammered away at feet and hands.
1: Oi, ugly! Your mechanism show. showing. <laughs> nice. That's
2: better. Crane's axe hammers into Nemesis one time. Roll your E crush critical. Crane winds up, and this time his uh, okay. axe flies into the creature's chest in a mighty two-handed swing that almost or would disembowel a living creature. um, Nemesis takes two steps back, drops the spear, and then topples slowly forward, a little bit like a pine tree falling over that's been felled in a forest. The creature is finished and no more. As it falls to the floor, One of its legs rolled free, its other arm did connect, and its head twist at an angle that would normally break a living creature's neck. But of course, Nemesis is no living creature. It's gone. Looks
1: looks like my first car. (laughs) (laughs) You mean after you'd finished parking it? Yeah, my first parking incident. That's right, okay.
2: Um, As with the ringing noises finished from the battle, um you pause for a minute. And miraculously the uh, temple tunnels remain quiet and still. Where next?
4: I don't to fancy meeting some more of those. I can see why people use shields now. That's bloody lethal.